This week, do not concentrate on the finger, or you will miss all of the heavenly glory of Enter the Dragon. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm still your best buddy, Jonathan Rooney Taylor. My best buddy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, Puffy's all right, but John Rooney Taylor's for the children. <laughs> uh, and this week, uh, this week, we're joined by two guests. We have beaten our record of one guest at a time by 100% and gotten two guests. They are the hosts of uh, the Rain Delay Theater podcasts. It's Jeremy Dionisio and Jax Makowski. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello there. Hello. Hey, uh, hey. this is Jack. Mark, thank you for having us uh, on here. Uh, guys, it's great to see you both again. We both worked together in some theater things throughout the years. Uh, yeah, so it's great to be here. Awesome. Yeah, sure. Jeremy, can you just say your name so they know who's who? This is Jeremy Dionisio. We did it. <laughs> nice. uh, real quick before we get going, uh, tell, me, tell me a little bit about Rain Delay uh, Theater Podcast for everyone, for everyone out there. For our, our myriad listener. Yeah, no, we would love to share our bots with you guys. <laughs> yeah. If you can say it in Russian, it'll be all the better. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Isn't that a great week when you get the bots? It's like, all right, thank you, bots. <laughs> hey, pay $5. I didn't have to PayPal anybody. Uh, well, Jeremy and I, we go uh, to baseball games, or now that it's the offseason, different odd sporting events like basketball games, uh, wrestling events, and we just kind of uh, review the experience that we had. We make fun of the weirdos in the stands, we review food stuff, and we talk about the games. Sometimes. Yep, pretty nice. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic podcast. Yeah. I'm a regular listener, uh, so I'm very excited for you guys to be here. Uh, so this week we're discussing uh, the 1973 martial arts, uh, I'll say masterpiece, Enter the Dragon. Folks, it's our first Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, Yay. yeah. Um, I, I'm excited, Mark. I had seen this movie uh, years ago, uh, so and I rewatched it uh, for the purposes of doing this podcast. Uh, however, I did not rewatch Kentucky Fried Movie, uh, where there is a long uh, Enter the Dragon parody in it. So, if anything I say, any jokes I make are, are a rip off of Kentucky Fried Movie. I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> ignorance on that one. To, the, yeah. to be fair, I will. I'll, I, I I haven't seen Kentucky Fried Movie in probably 20 years. <laughs> I think. I think the last mention of it in pop culture was that episode of Freaks and Geeks where one of the geeks was like, my dad won't let me see Kentucky Fried Movie. <laughs> to which I replied to my TV screen, you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone it's like knows. the Onion movie, but somehow worse. <laughs> Everyone knows the best 80s uh, stupid sketch movie was Amazon Women on the Moon. Correct. Oh, okay. Never, yeah. never oh, saw very it. correct. It had boobs. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, that does make it pretty good. Yeah. Right? Extra stars, according to the Patrick Bromley scale. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Although you very much expect these boobs. Ooh, all right. Uh, They're built up. That's going to be half stars. They have the pomp and circumstance of proper boob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Enter the Dragon begins, like all movies do, with some fucking rats sparring out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, this is 73, so Bruce Lee is fresh off and ass-kicking from Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in yes, Hollywood. Yes, right. right. It's right. nice to see him win a fight for once. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He's recovered nicely from being thrown into the car. Yeah. <laughs> in fairness to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's how Brad Pitt remembered that day going. Right, right. 
There's some subjectivity into it. Yeah, I'm that one asshole who's like, but what if? Because I liked the movie, so I'll just like reverse engineer defense for it. (laughs) You may notice this tactic as the way I talk about Star Wars prequels. (laughs) See, guys, here's the thing. Phantom Menace really follows the format of Return of the Jedi. Please don't. So if you're watching the release order. I'll take this over the grilling of Quentin Tarantino at a press conference, though, like our press junket, where they're like grilling him about Margot Robbie. It's like, I'll, I'll listen to these thoughts here. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I, Margot Robbie at least gets to play Sharon Tate as if she is a person and not a portent of terrible things to come. Sure, sure. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, like, for all of its flaws, I still like Tarantino movies. I think Hateful Eight's is worst, Inglorious Bastards is the best, and Once Upon a Time of Hollywood is uh, pretty okay. Yeah, I, I liked it, but I, I will say that as far as Bruce Lee goes, I like that Quentin Tarantino was, it was almost like he was trolling people, or he was at least willing to take down, like, this cult of personality that Bruce Lee is. Um, you know, if someone did a movie where, like, Kurt Cobain got his ass kicked, like, I would be happy about that. You know? <laughs> if, if he yeah. lost the Battle of the Bands guitar. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yes. Right. Too yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Just like... 70s Brad Pitt with the sideburns <laughs> walks onto the set of MTV Unplugged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cobain's doing Man Who Sold the World and just starts punching them in the face. Starts harassing Cobain. The meat puppets are like, hey, we're leaving with this guy. (laughs) Guys, I think we just pitched the new remake of A Star is Born. Uh, So Edge of the Dragon uh, begins with uh, Bruce Lee playing the character... Lee, very cleverly named. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of clever uh, names in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Bolo, Bolo Young is yeah. Bolo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to be fair, there's an actual human being in this movie named Bob Wall. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and he plays O'Hara. Correct. The Irish ninja. <laughs> hey man, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> And they were hanging out with Count Dante in the streets of Chicago back in the day during the Dojo Wars. That's like a seventies pre. That O'Hara character is like a pre a seventies prerequisite. There had to be like a guy with a beard and like wavy hair, right? Like yes, Mm -hmm. he's this movie's Mm -hmm. Chuck Norris. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's how guys just came in the seventies. Exactly. If you weren't that, you were trash. No, the seventies were a great time for being practically a gorilla. Everyone looked like Grizzly Adams. Oh, it was the in look. Yeah, right. Everyone looked to Dan Haggerty for their fashion sense. <laughs> I mean, this was the decade where we made Charles Bronson a sex symbol. We uh, didn't know what true. the hell yeah. we were doing. Yeah. Oh man, that guy was hot. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say, I was actually thinking of Charles Bronson when I was watching this movie because it, was, it wasn't often up until like, well, Bruce Lee, Charles Bronson, that you actually like saw a movie star like take his shirt off and be like ripped. But, like, in sure. 1973, like, you know, that was kind of a novelty to see a dude who was just, like, as jacked as Bruce Lee, even though he's not, like, he's just really cut. And I feel yeah. like I feel like an ongoing theme in this movie is just to make Bruce Lee look as <laughs> awesome as possible. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. for this, sure. This guy yeah. he's sparring with is just, like, some fucking dope. He's a fat guy. Yeah, he's yeah. fighting this fat guy. Here's the thing <laughs> that, comes. like, you gotta point out about this fat guy, though. He does two backward somersaults. Yeah, That's true. true. Uh, yeah. And, I'm like, just... he does them. You can see the fat jiggling yeah, on his body. It's awesome. I hope one day to remain that not impressive as in physique, but still be able to someone, do that. Someone call it brave. That was very brave of him. To, yeah, that's right. that's right. I mean, we were just coming out of the 50s where the traditional meal was a steak and a pint of milk. <laughs> and a sack of potatoes. I mean, I'll have a traditional meal tonight. <laughs> 
so yeah, uh, Bruce Lee spars with this guy, uh, beats him up pretty handily. Yeah. Uh, and it appears that this there, there there's multiple factions of of like Shaolin monks here. There's like a red uh, suit faction, a yellow suit faction. Yeah. Uh, there's the blue barracudas. Yeah. 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 The, the the purple monkeys. The the silver uh, silverback gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and none of them can put together that fucking temple statue. Guys, the <laughs> biggest piece clearly goes at the bottom. <laughs> Stop putting the head on the legs, you idiots! Have you ever watched Survivor? No, Come no, on! Any challenges for these guys? Yeah, why didn't they travel back in time from the premiere of Survivor? <laughs> Did you know that they made a uh, a made-for-TV Legends of the Hidden Temple movie? Um, Was it the origins of Olmac? No, it takes place... In the same universe as the game show, but many years later, the host of the game show so is our now universe. <laughs> yes. Okay. But the, the host of the game show is now out in the out in the rainforest, and kids come to the actual temple Olmec and oh, they break awesome. in. And that guy, the host, just shows up every now and then <laughs> to walk them through a temple. But it is otherwise a narrative Goonies esque feature. Nice. Oh, that's, oh, that's pretty that rad. Sounds rad. Is that yeah. Uh, the, maybe a year or two ago. Oh, all right. Yeah, Whoa. Really. I think Strike them all the irons hot. I'm, I'm like pretty that. sure it's on Netflix, so maybe we'll watch that next. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Bruce Lee's uh, Black Shirt Squad wins, and to celebrate, he does a backflip over two guys doing a high five. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's pretty rad. And then uh, there's a very long scene of an old man and Bruce Lee exchanging philosophy greetings yeah yeah um and so so this i thought this was kind of funny because like all of the questions that this old man is asking him he's like you know who is your opponent and bruce lee's like there is no opponent and it's just like a bunch of questions like that and it's like you could have that conversation this deep conversation with like any profession it's like you ask a chef like what ingredients are you using there are no ingredients (laughs) but but how will you follow the recipe there is no recipe you know it's like yeah i don't cook the food the food (laughs) comes to me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was going to say, like, this guy, like, he, like, he's created this thing. I mean, maybe I'm bashing Shaolin monkism or something, but, like, this guy created this, this like, practice where he, like, just speaks in riddles, which necessitates his students to then come to him for, like, clarity or whatever. And so it's just, it's just built in, like, conversations all day for this guy. Like, he's just... I think he's just lonely, and he's like, I'm just saying stuff really like weird and like like hard to understand. So people have to just keep coming to me and asking me for clarification. Like, yeah, it's a power move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Also, sorry, Jeremy, you're canceled <laughs> for, for coming out against Shaolin monkism. That was uh, that was unfortunate. I'm sorry. Uh, it's cancel culture. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, this whole conversation uh, comes to a screeching halt when a child walks up and he's like. Excuse, excuse me. Oh no, that's the conversation. No, 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 that's no, no, right. Not there. That's right. Old yeah. man says there's another old man that wants yeah. to talk to yeah. you. So Bruce Lee goes out into the middle of the woods where a fancy British man is. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a conversation about how uh, Bruce Lee has to go to this island because a man has perverted the laws of Shaolin monk. Like yeah, Shaolin yeah. Monkery and the martial arts they teach, and he has to go oh, shit. there. Colin Monkery, yeah, yeah, nice. And Ryan, Ryan ha- fight styles. Yeah, it's it's, it's Ryan Styles of uh, Shaolin Monkery. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, you guys. We didn't. <laughs> Come to me for all your Jeet Kune Do questions. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this old British man is just like, oh, you know, there's, uh, there's this mad hotness ticket over this island and we must, 
Look at him, I'm Braithwaite. Yeah, <laughs> apparently uh, they think he's like killing hookers or something. He's so getting women to get... addicted to, oh, to yeah. heroin. Yeah. Uh, and we know this because while he talks, there is a shot g- tracking up a woman's arm where she's like mm. eight track marks in her wrist. Yeah, and then like marks. ten more in her elbow, like... I, I gotta say, HD was not was not kind to this movie because those are clearly just like pen, like sharpie, <laughs> yeah. 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 like the, the the like production designer was like, oh, this is gonna be so great. Uh, what's his, what's the director's name? Kraus. Yeah, oh, Robert Klaus. Like, oh, oh, I was yeah. just gonna love this. This is perfect. And it's like HD, boom. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Mark. Well, to be fair, all the money I think went into like the mirrors at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that yeah. one guy having fifty fake hands. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, this was that gap in Hollywood where you could no longer for realsy stab an actor, but special <laughs> effects hadn't caught up with it yet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but his conversation with Braithwaite gets interrupted when a small child. <laughs> walks up and he's like excuse me and then he walks up to a kid he goes kick me <laughs> and the kid does and he gets mad and then he keeps slapping this kid around he's like you're not kicking me right dummy kick me good with emotions yeah this is where no, uh, emotional content you're right yeah not yeah. emotions that's a distinction yeah. we get drawn yeah he, he does he shows he does that one part where he's like like he look at the moon or whatever like like points the finger to the moon yeah. it's like yeah like, don't look at the finger like look at the moon and i was thinking like that's that's kind of like a uh uh like a like an example of like what to do like when you're at a concert when someone's like videotaping in front of you. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Don't look at the guy's phone. Try to look at the stage. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Lee definitely could have thrown in some more leet speak about the kids in the concerts. <laughs> well, he's too busy just open handed smacking this kid on the back of the head, yeah. even For when the kid doesn't do anything. Yeah. Eventually, the kid kicks good enough that Bruce Lee gives him a pat and sends him away, and then goes back to his conversation yeah. with old British man. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, old British man basically says that we have a, uh, an undercover operative on the island, but we haven't heard from her in ages. So you have to go there, uh, stop this guy any way you can, uh, and do that. So Bruce Lee gets on a boat. Now, granted, let's not leave out how Bruce Lee asks the question that lays out the central conceit of this movie, which is, so why don't we just take a forty-five and shoot yeah. him? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's the next scene. Yeah. So, that's, so Bruce Lee gets on, like, he goes to, like, a hotel... Uh, I think this is also where we meet Jim Kelly. Jim <clears throat> Kelly... Uh, yep. who, arrives in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. arrives in Hong Kong and just kind of walks around like Bruce Willis at the beginning of Die Hard mm-hmm. where everything mm-hmm. he looks around he's just like, fucking Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're also introduced to uh, fucking uh, Silver Fox. John, John Saxon, baby. Yeah. 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 John yeah. Saxon. Yeah. John yeah. Saxon is playing golf with a guy. <laughs> yeah. He hits oh, a yeah. ball into the woods. Yeah. yeah. And he, well, he's wearing a, a bright red turtleneck as he's golfing. Like, you gotta love the 70s. You know, you could, <laughs> yeah. you could have worn that bright red turtleneck to a dinner party or, like, to work anywhere. You know, if I, yeah. showed, <laughs> if I showed up with that today somewhere, like, people would look at it and comment on it. You know? Um, yeah, John Yeah, Sack- they'd be like, who's that sexy man in the red turtle? <laughs> yeah. no, um, you're right, though. They don't let you do bright, solid colors with plaid pants anymore. No, no. no this is a loss. I, well, um, John Daly ruined it for everybody <laughs> when he started drinking on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, when I, in Second City classes, Mark, when we were in Second City classes, I had a sketch where uh, I, I, I said John Saxon Senior High School. Um, I, that was before I knew about the Family Guy joke with, like, James Woods High School. But, like, I think John 
John Saxon's a better reference myself. Oh, agreed. So John Saxon's been on my radar a long time. I like that. I like so. I like the the hoods that like jump him. Yeah, he woods. hits a ball yeah. into the gulf yeah. into the woods, and in the woods, like three incredibly well dressed like yeah. Yeah. mobsters. Yeah, yeah. Or not. Enforcers yeah. for some kind of debt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah they're clearly a loan sharks like private mercenary army. Yeah, yeah. but the, the guy looks like a, a poor man's like uh, I don't know a combination between like Billy Joel and Danny Elfman or something like that. Like the, the lead guy. Yeah, like, I yeah. mean they all look like yeah. porn stars. Yes, it was yeah. the like, 70s. Yeah, <laughs> like any one of them could have just walked off the set of Deep Throat. <laughs> Mark, that's just how we cut mustaches back then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Razor uh, technology did not incorporate the dual blade approach. So, so John Saxon, uh, he he plays Roper. Yep. Uh, you'll Mr. you'll know, Roper. yeah, Mister Roper, the guy who's always yeah. trying to to, to prove yeah, that yeah. that that man is living with those ladies yeah. in that house. Yeah, I have to imagine that Mister Roper from Three's Company was inspired by Roper from uh, by John Saxon. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Mr. Roper Don Knotts? Am I wrong? That's I'm Furley. probably wrong. That's Furley, that's um, right. Yeah, what is uh, Mr. Roper's name? I can't think of it right now. But uh, I know he's probably one of those old white guys. All the old white guys from the early 80s look the same. It's, they're either the guy from they're either Mr. Roper or they're that old man from Sesame Street. Hey, <laughs> they were all fucking dashing young stars on Gunsmoke. <laughs> Just a few years before the early 80s. It's like 50 Donna Michis. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, these goons uh, get all up in John Saxon's face. He dispatches them with some patented white guy kung fu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can really hard. move in those golf clothes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, all his pants are made out of like nylons. They yeah, stretch so well. well. And this is the thing about the '70s: is every piece of clothing has about double the amount of cloth that it ought to. Like all of the pants come up to your nipples. Sure. All of the blazers have like. Lapels that go out to your shoulders, <laughs> and yet they're all obscenely tight. Oh Correct. yeah, <laughs> perfectly yeah. tailored. Uh, so John Saxon beats up these goons, heads back up, hits his little his ball back onto the green, uh, and he's just like, "Well," he tells his secretary, "How much money have I got in the bank?" She's like, "Sixty-three dollars." Like, you keep it, and then she like shakes his head like, a, "Oh, you men." While the world's longest cross dissolve happens <laughs> <laughs> to Bruce Lee in his in his little boat, and he's headed to the big boat, and then we get another cross dissolve to a flashback of Bruce Lee talking to a different Shaolin, <laughs> ma- Shaolin monk master, and he's like, "Ooh, I never told you uh, what happened." So three years ago, when Han had his last term, I was in the city with your sister. And, uh, and then we get the flashback within the flashback. <laughs> flashback within the flashback. Yeah, yeah Joseph Gordon-Levitt's got to give them the kick so they can come out okay. Right? Uh, so <laughs> she, uh, his sister is there with the Shaolin, Shaolin Monk Master when a bunch of goons led by Jackie Chan, a very oh. young Jackie Chan. Is that really yeah. Jackie Chan? Yeah. Wow, okay. Interesting. Uh, go, go after, uh, they, they just beat up the old man in like one shot. Yep. And they chase yeah. his sister through the, the city, and it's a pretty thrilling little chase scene. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I thought the sister was actually, the woman who played the sister was really good in it. Yeah. Like oh, man, her, yeah. Her facial expressions mm-hmm. and the moves her that physicality. she was doing. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. Great, great job. On yeah. point. That was awesome. She even does some cool silent movie acting when they're breaking all the windows to get in that weird uh, chair warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they chase her up into this 
uh, yeah, chair warehouse. She gets cornered uh, by uh, O'Hara, the main yeah. Irish goon for Han. At uh, earlier, he got sliced in his eyeball uh, by, by her. The, or, well, yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, by the old man. 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 The old now, so instead of allowing herself to be abused by these dudes, she like kills taken herself. to Han's private island. Yeah, right. She uh, she kills herself with a big piece of broken paint window pane. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. like stabs yeah. herself. Is that Hari Hari Kari or yeah. Hari Kiri or, or Sapuku? Yeah, or Sapuku. Yeah. yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there are too many ritual suicides. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, one is enough. <laughs> uh, then we exit that flashback back to the monk saying, so when you're in the city, say hi to your sister and your mother. That's and it's like graveyard. His mother? Yeah. And yeah. then out of that flashback, back to Bruce Lee on boat. Then we cut to Jim Kelly. Uh, we get his backstory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. important to note this is not famous Buffalo Bills quarterback Jim Kelly. Yes. Correct. No, or yep. my father-in-law Jim Kelly. No, yeah. No, no, yeah. Neither of those Jim Kelly. <laughs> no, this is three the hard way Jim Kelly. That's right. This is Black Belt that. Jones himself. Yes, nice. yes, indeed. And I will say, just right off the bat, like, yeah, he is a bundle of 1970s African-American stereotypes, but... <laughs> God damn, he's really charming and cool. Yeah, he's, he's so cool. cool right? Yeah, um, it's a shame that he was never in more movies because he's awesome. He's not yeah. a very good actor. But, he's uh, that's he's yeah. very charismatic, yeah. though. He's super yeah. charismatic, but he needs to take a 10 second pause every time he's about to say a line <laughs> to mentally remember his line. <laughs> uh, he's using Stanislavski's sense memory. He's got to, like, <laughs> go back to what it feels like to say that line yeah, for right. the first yeah. time. Uh, so we see in his flashback, he shows up at like a like a like a dojo of a bunch of dudes like punching and stuff. He walks in, says hello to a guy, gives him a hug, walks out, yeah. and then the next thing you know, he's a walking, good backstory. Yeah, he's out on the street with his 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 uh, bag and his little his little other bag, and then two co- two yeah. super racist cops show up. He gets uh, stop and frisk right there in an alleyway. Yeah. Uh, and in probably the greatest scene of the movie, Jim Kelly beats the shit out of two cops yeah. and then takes, and takes the cop car. He steals the cop he car, the cop car. And, and puts, puts the, the sirens on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is 100% what I would do if I had access oh, yeah. to a cop car. Yeah, you steal a cop car, you turn the sirens on. Yeah, that's some Grand Theft Auto shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you get where you're going super fast. True. Yeah. What I like, though, is that they see his passport and his plane ticket, and they're like, oh, he's going to Hong Kong through Hawaii. Yeah, right. Well, he's not going to Hawaii. No, he's going to Hong Kong. <laughs> it's just a layover, you guys. It's like, what is this? A valid plane ticket? Beat him up. Not on my watch. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, so yeah, they rightfully get their asses beat, and then he drives away. Out of then we leave his flashback, and we go to John Saxon, and we see John Saxon's flashback. And his flashback was um, what is his? Is his flashback not the golf scene? Oh, is his flashback yeah, his the golf scene? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so his yeah. flashback is the golf scene, yeah, right? because you got to get that sweet wipe after he That's gives that right. $63. Because he's away. traveling through Hong Kong. Uh, when we first meet him, he's traveling through Hong Kong via rickshaw. Yeah. And it's him uh, on one rickshaw, and then there's four rickshaws behind him, each carrying, like, five of his bags. Yeah. Tons yeah. of luggage. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, though, uh, this may be the part where we get the, uh, where he's with Braithwaite. Bruce Lee is with Braithwaite in the hotel. Yes. And yeah. They're, yeah, is that is that next? That's like right. That's, that, that's like part of the wipe from the yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Okay, yeah. Because <clears throat> there's all these scenes kind of bunched up together. Yeah. Right, because in the hotel, Braithwaite basically explains to Bruce Lee, like, what he's doing. Oh, there's the lady there. Yeah. He's like, why the, don't this, we just... This criminal has, like, bought an island after yeah. the war. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have videotape of O'Hara, like, doing bricks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Chopping flaming bricks. Yeah, flaming yeah. Bricks. Like, who shot that? Did Han, like, shoot that and send it out to people? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a promo screen. video. Yeah, 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 they put on the bottom of the screen, learn more, call 1-800-I-CHOP-A-BRICK. Yeah. yeah. That's how you get people interested in the tournament. Right. You sent away for it with proofs of purchase. From yeah, some from candy bars or something. Yeah. No, from all your favorite General Mill products. Yeah. That's your Quaker Oats. That's your Cheerios. Ten, ten box tops to Han. Yeah. <laughs> Care of Han's Island. <laughs> and then you get this bitch in VHS. In three to six business weeks, it will arrive in the mail. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Bruce Lee rightfully asks why we're not why we don't just shoot him Han in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And it see and it sounds like. Uh, guns aren't allowed on the one yeah, small yeah. part of the island? Yeah. 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 Correct. And uh, the British government, if nothing else, is very sensitive about the sovereignty of foreign nations. Especially in Asia. in Asia. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Uh, so yeah, the whole point is that... Oh, and also Han doesn't like guns because he had an accident with one and it's turned him off of them since then. Yeah. Which, Which to me... actually tell us what that is. Obviously yeah. he was trying to juggle a six-shooter to look like a cool cowboy yeah, and right. shot himself in the arm. Like yeah. Scott from 90210. Yeah. Like, when he, went to te- he moved to Texas for the summer, came back, was showing Brian Austin Green how to twirl a gun, and he shot himself. Nice. Really? That's, what, that's a thing that happened on 90210. Yeah, that that awesome. kid, the other dork. So in the first season of 90210, Brian Austin Green was like one of two dorks. Okay. The other kid was like the kid who wore the Lakers hat. And then they wrote him off the show. So he was the Ryan Dunkelman of 90210? Yes, precisely. And then so then in like season four, they bring him back. And he had moved to Texas. And he's like, hey, uh, was David? He's like, hey, David, check this out. And he starts twirling a gun and he drops it and he shoots himself. Nice. Does he die? Or is he like, dies. Yeah. Oh my he God. dies? Oh my God. Holy shit. God. <laughs> so they wrote him off, then they brought him back just to die, just to kill him off. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That to oh. me reeks of an actor with gambling debts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, guys, you gotta give me one more on screen credit. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh my god, that's oh. so good. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and then they went to the Peach Pit, and Smashing Pumpkins was there. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Actually, Smashing Pumpkins probably would have. That would have been a little bit. They would have been at. Uh, they, well, they yeah, would have been yeah. at the fucking club at the Buffy show. Yeah, whatever that yeah right. Was. This yeah. would have been like Bush. Yeah, I think, yeah. No, for real. I think the Cardigans were on 90210. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the there you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as long as they were playing "Burning Down the House" with Tom Jones, I am on board. <laughs> oh yeah. I like when they got into their like garbage phase where they just started playing exactly <laughs> like the band Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. There's a music video where they wreck up a car. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, now everyone's on this boat. Uh, they're heading toward Han's Island. Uh, there's, like, a little bit of business where they, uh, people are betting on praying mantises yeah. fighting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta say, as an insect fan, as oh, an sure? etymologist, I'm not a scientist, but whatever, but I'm a, I like insects. I thought the praying mantis fight was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty rad. Pretty I thought you were gonna say it was like in bad taste. You're like, how dare they make those insects? <laughs> and instead, you were just like, fuck yeah, yeah. those no. bugs fought each other. Yeah, I like them, but stuff. Yeah. No, and this is where we meet uh, our token New Zealand useless dude. Yeah, he's yeah. playing the traditional role of a drunk Irish man, though. Yeah, or like a stereotype of an Australian. You can yeah, go either true. way on that. Because the first thing he does is he walks out of 
uh, like the holes, and a guy's like carrying a bucket of oranges, and he kicks those oranges <laughs> kicks out of the, the guy's hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's because there's only one way for a member of the uh, U- Greater United Kingdom to fend off scurvy, and that's with gin, <laughs> not your bullshit citrus vitamin C nonsense. He kicks the shit out of those oranges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kicks the poor guy with the oranges. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he starts walking around the boat just like fucking with people and mm-hmm. then he walks up to Bruce Lee and he starts doing like punch like air, <laughs> air punches, punches at his yeah. face yeah he's shadow boxing yeah uh, Bruce Lee is just like well, I mean uh, fine let's fight but we're gonna do it on this island way out there cause yeah he uh, asks him he asks Bruce Lee like what is your fighting style and he says it is the art of fighting without fighting and he's like oh I'm intrigued <laughs> tell <laughs> me more <laughs> Uh, so Bruce Lee says, yeah, let's get on this boat. We'll go to that little island and we'll fucking fight each other there. He's like, fine, I'll do that. And he gets on his little boat and then Bruce Lee just lets out the slack and they just drag his boat behind with the boat almost immediately sinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dinghy is terrible. It starts taking on the water immediately. <laughs> the water would be great, yeah. Uh, and like the, the, the New Zealand assholes just like, crouched on the back of the boat and then you don't see him again for like 40 minutes yeah, yeah. I was yep. gonna say when the boat pulls up it's not control. it's not uh, you know pulling I assume they let him go <laughs> yeah. because Bruce Lee takes the rope and he hands it to a small child <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he leaves that man's life in the hands yeah. of a 10 year old yeah well he's from New Zealand <laughs> it's true <laughs> I guess I'll get on the boat first, and I'm, I trust that you'll follow me after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, oh, bamboozled again, again. <laughs> Why am I so dumb? When are you going to learn there's no such thing as a free beach fight? <laughs> so uh, they land at uh, on Han's uh, private island, uh, and they're uh, greeted by a retinue of, of people. And, and like, mostly Bolo Young, though. But mostly mm-hmm. Bolo Young mm-hmm. playing and just an, Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just an army of uh, people in white gi doing punching exercises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say out of like the literally hundreds of people in gi doing punching exercises. It's about three or four that are all tuckered out. I was going to say, maybe 30 of them are real martial artists and the rest oh, were, yeah. are you available today? Yeah. Can you move your arms like this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. I've never done it before, but sure. Get cut to day of, this is hard! Yeah. Well, I'm sure that like first 15 minutes or whatever was probably great. Yeah, yeah. Just invigorating. Do it again, do it again. Yeah, the camera rehearsals, they were really giving it their all. Yeah, they were doing right. that typical green actor move oh, yeah. of giving it all on your first couple takes, and then you're just exhausted. <laughs> hey, it works for David Fincher, man. That's how he gets all those world-weary performances. He makes him do like a hundred takes. <laughs> yeah, he learned it from Kubrick, how he made Shelley Duvall go bald. <laughs> He's not mean like Kubrick. He doesn't demean people on set. <laughs> that we know of. I feel like a hundred takes is demeaning. I just Yeah, read an, I feel like that's a war crime. <laughs> right? <laughs> I actually just read an interview with Carrie Coon today uh, about the making of Gun Girl. Uh, and she was talking about how on set... Like her first, it was her first movie that she'd ever been in, like state, like first screen role, and she didn't know like a lot of the terms, like hitting your mark or like the language of filmmaking. And so the first day was like super frustrating. She just kept getting like yelled at by David Fincher. And then like after that, she went up to him and she was like, "Look, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm, I, this is my first time. You knew that when you cast me. So like, <laughs> just tell me exactly what you want to do, and then I'll do it." 
And then from there on out, every day, he would be like, come here behind the camera. Let me show you the shot. And so he would walk her through the shot he wanted. And then they'd do it. And then he just started picking on Ben Affleck for the rest of the shoot. (laughs) Well, they got into that big fight about Ben Affleck having to wear a Yankees cap for one scene. Yeah, he wouldn't do it. And he went into his trailer. He, like, stormed off the set. They canceled filming for a whole day. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ben Affleck's... Boston Red Sox fandom will not allow him to wear a Yankees hat. Hey man, they, you they, gotta accommodate people's religious differences. Listen, I will play your game of pretend where I act like maybe I killed my wife, but I draw the line at a baseball team I disagree with. Well, I mean, murdering somebody's murdering somebody, but rooting for the Yankees is a fucking crime. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, on the set of Executive Decision, Steven Seagal uh, wouldn't come out of his trailer uh, the day they were supposed to film his death scene because he didn't wait because he didn't want to die in the movie <laughs> yeah. and he almost killed John Leguizamo on set too, sure, or at least yeah. threatened to kill him okay. uh, I mean yeah. that's the best part like his his chain of thinking was like if I just don't show up on set they can't kill me <laughs> <laughs> my character just will disappear apparently <laughs> Well, maybe he was thinking he was going to do like the original director of uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. He would just show up as an extra in background shots. <laughs> <Yeah. guys. laughs> just dress as an animal man and hang out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they, 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 everyone is sent to their rooms and they're told that the, the feast will start promptly at 8. And then they, they have the feast. And the feast is... Fucking bananas, guys. Yeah. Yeah. For entertainment, they've got a menagerie of birds in cages. All hung above them. Yeah. Uh, Multiple gymnasts. Sumo. They have sumo Sumo going on it. They're not just sumo guys because they're greased up sumo guys. Are they even wrestling? Like, they're just like, just kind of hugging for (laughs) a very long time. I think they're giving wraparound wedgies. That's mostly (laughs) what's happening there. I noticed that was an extra thin uh, sumo belt. Yeah. (laughs) I think what it was was a game of flag football that got. Way out of hand. <laughs> There's also people walking around with a, a lobster tank, yeah, and then also a, a, a roast pig, a roast pig, those chicken wings. Yeah, there's those uh, are chicken feet. feet. Yeah, no chicken, chicken feet. feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Jim Kelly goes, ooh, gross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also bushels of apples everywhere. Yeah, right, right. There's so many apples on this island. And weirdly, like a two-person New Year's Chinese dragon. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's only like two people. Yeah. It's not but it's, really but it's not a dragon. It's like a, it's like a horse. It looks, like a, it looks like a little Sebastian horse with like long hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to discern. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jim Kelly, uh, uh, who uh, Williams, he won't eat the food mm-hmm. because... Uh, well, Racism, the, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like the internet didn't exist, and they didn't do like a whole lot of like. Uh, it was it was hard to know what like food in other cultures was like in the seventies. Sure, uh, mm. you would only see it in movies like this and fucking Temple of Doom, where it's like they eat eyeballs. <laughs> True, but it should also be noted that like one of the little backstory we pieces we get is that Williams and Roper know each other from, from now. now. From now. Yeah. yeah, and I assume that's how they know like martial arts, is right? Like special forces. They learned yeah. they learned martial arts right. in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, well, they learned they learned martial arts to go fight in Nam. One of those two. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, Just, and then. Then you get the bit with John Saxon where John Saxon comes up to Williams and he's like, I feel like we're lambs being led to slaughter. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, John yeah, Saxon, yeah. you know. You know something's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Fattened I feel like they're the fed this up for the kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
uh, yeah, uh, John Saxon and uh, Jim Kelly supposedly served together in the Vietnam War, despite their clearly 30-year age difference. <laughs> yeah. Also, it should be noted, this movie's being made. That war is not over. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still like, happening. Maybe yeah. AWOL right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that like, the force withdrawal from the American forces had happened by this point, but the Civil War is still going on. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's 72, we're out. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah we're 75 quote, out. out, quote unquote. Because you don't get to like bail out of the Saigon until like 75. Right. But that's just like a few Marines. And Chuck Norris. Yeah. And <laughs> hundreds of American loyalists. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, this uh, the, the whole party comes to a, 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 a halt when Han A, a literal up. like time freeze. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's such a great reveal because... Han walks in with his his like coterie of babes, yeah. uh, and he just like he's like, "Hello, everybody!" And then he picks up an apple, throws it in the air, <laughs> and one of the babes takes off an earring and throws it through the apple. Right. And then like Jim Kelly catches it, yeah. and then another one does it, and then Saxon catches it, and then another one catches it, and Bruce Lee catches it. Well, I think you're you're uh, selling that last one a little short. She doesn't throw a dart. She has a blow dart resting gently yeah. in her hand <laughs> that she <laughs> blows <laughs> so hard. Yeah, yeah. Metal, so hard. Metal yeah. uh, and this yeah. one, uh, the camera lingers on to tell the audience that this is Mei Ling, the missing informant, who is clearly like trying to signal something to Bruce Lee. Right. Yeah. Han doesn't say more than a couple words. No. I was going to say. Han never actually formally introduces himself. He never no. does. He just no. assume, we just all assume, oh, this must be Han, I guess. But just say, hey, I'm Han. Yeah. <laughs> no, he walks in and he, he goes, hey, everybody. Apple, apple, apple. And then he just goes, huh? And walks away. <laughs> and it should be noted, like, dead fucking silent. Yeah. This whole scene's not even scored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the third apple gets stabbed, it, like, pans out. And you see that literally everyone has frozen, including the greased up sumo wrestling. Just yeah. leaning against each other in the ring, he walks out, and it's the longest, slowest exit. And then, as soon as the doors close, everything starts up. <laughs> Acrobats again, everything. Oh yeah. man, it's fantastic. So then they all get sent off to their rooms, which is when they all get brought prostitutes. <laughs> yep. yep, sex workers, Patrick. <laughs> Human trafficked sex workers. <laughs> Human trafficked and doped up sex workers. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. This goes. Unremarked upon by the actual oh, yeah. plot of this movie. Yeah, yeah no. even though the whole reason to go there is because dead sex workers keep washing up on the <laughs> yeah. shore of Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, the the madam first brings. Uh, she's like, uh, the, she's like this blonde lady, and she's like Han's like number two, like his major domo, and she brings out this harem of women to Jim Kelly's room. Jim Kelly chooses like five yeah. women yeah. Yeah. and then apologizes that he can't pleasure more because he's very tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so, I love that he does this and he's a huge man so you're like alright fair and it's the 70s and it's black exploitation so you're like alright fair but then the madam's like yeah whatever buddy yeah, yeah. yeah. sure you're gonna bang all these chicks whatever <laughs> you're gonna read one of them your screenplay you're gonna cry to two other ones know, about yeah. something that I've been one of five with a guy like you <laughs> whole thing is 30 seconds and then sitting around 
Good thing the TVs get cable. We can watch Leno when you're done. <laughs> right? It's too early for Leno, man. It's the Merv Griffin show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. A fate worse than death. They might be watching Dick Cavett. Ooh, he might have Orson Welles on. He could have anybody on. Oh, he could have Woody Allen on. Uh, Gross. Or Henry Kissinger. Yeah. Or Bowie. It's a real crapshoot. <laughs> Cavett. <laughs> Uh, then they go to they go to Bruce Lee's room and they bring the, the another co- a di- whole different lineup of sex workers. Yeah. Bruce Lee's like, no, I saw a girl earlier, the lady who blew the dart at my apple. Bring and they're like, oh, gotcha, I'll bring her up. Then they go to John Saxon's room and they're like, what do you think of this again? Whole different lineup of sex workers, <laughs> and he's just like, she's like, which one do you like? Or she goes, she says, uh, make a choice. He's like, I already have. And he just chooses the, like, Han Pikachu. second he in command. He chooses Pikachu. Yeah. He chooses the man. Yeah. And the rules didn't say he couldn't. Uh, and then they... <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing in the rule book. <laughs> Spoiler alert, just to fig- fulfill this out, they fall in love, right? Yeah. Correct. They, they, they totally yeah. fall in love. Yeah. 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 Well, on the Netflix thing, so speaking of, like, warnings about seeing boobs, like, the Netflix uh, uh, description says, like, brief nudity. So you get... Uh, I don't know if you guys caught it, but you do get to see her boobs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we, yeah. oh, we yeah. caught it. <laughs> that's why, that's yeah. why Patrick's giving it an extra star. Yeah. <laughs> Which is strange, because in the scene where you see her boobs, she is wearing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but you still yeah. see them. It's great. Ah, uh, that under the button up shirt boob. I miss that boob. <laughs> I picture after like you know, so I get. I assume that like she sent the rest of the girls out of, Sa- right. of Saxon's room, and then I just assumed like they didn't have the mistress to lead them around anymore. So yeah, where do they go? Bumping into walls. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like they're just still wandering the halls of Han's. Complex. They're like in uh, Zelda when you hit the cuckoos too many times, and they just start going everywhere and attacking <laughs> random things. Yeah, 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 exactly. They have to corn off that whole wing of the mansion because like, they just, just wander cows. into the ocean. We need to rethink this whole. It starts thing. raining, and they just look up with their mouths open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the the next morning comes and it's the first day of the tournament. Uh, someone uh, O'Hara comes to Bruce Lee's room while Bruce Lee answers the door by kicking, spinning with his foot still in the air, spinning around, greeting O'Hara with his foot raised. And O'Hara says, "You will be at the grounds at seven o'clock in uniform for the ritual." And then Bruce Lee's like. Outside. <laughs> Next time you want to tell me something, you knock and shout. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go down. Bruce Lee does not wearing a uniform. He's all yeah. in black. Uh, Everyone else oh, is wearing like yellow. He's gear. wearing his uniform. Yeah. yeah. Correct. I gotta say the kid. So there, then a guy comes up to him and says, "Why no uniform or whatever?" And like that guy looked like. Adam Devine a little bit. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't really pay much attention to a lot of the extras in this upcoming scene because one of them is Hitler with coat (laughs) on glasses. And it's very distracting. He was the most gambliest, uh, you know, ninja out there or whatever. There's there's an Asian Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. With thick Dr. Brühl glasses and a Hitler mustache. It's very strange. Yeah, uh, he yeah, and he is also uh, yeah, he's the gamblingest Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> which has got to be my favorite new movie on Disney Plus. <laughs> the gamblingest Hitler. Yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those like Saturday night ABC like for the family movies they put out like the seventies, like the computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the first. 
the first fight of the tournament takes place, and it's uh, it's uh, Williams versus New Zealand. Guy. Yeah, Williams yeah. versus New Zealand guy who made it. He made uh, it somehow. He yeah. doggy paddled his way up to to shore. Yeah. Uh, Jim Kelly's Williams makes uh, quick work. Uh, quick yeah, work yeah. beats yeah. the fuck out of him. Oh, it's so satisfying. Yeah, it's too. really good. Great yeah. fight. Um, well, and uh, Williams is doing a lot of really great footwork of like allowing the other <laughs> fighter to kind of like come to him. And keeps backing off so that he, like, gets into a corner where the opponent just, like, has no space to maneuver. Right. And then just fucking takes him down. Yeah. It's, it's real good. It's mm-hmm. a really great fight. Also, one thing I think we should talk about real quick is this is, like, 1973, right? So this is, like, the golden age of karate noises. Correct. Yeah. In movies. <laughs> oh, God. Not only that, but, like, the vocalization, yeah. the whoos and the hi Yeah, I noticed that, too. I mean, I, I was thinking that, uh, like, is that necessary when you're doing martial arts? But when you think about it, like, when a guy dunks a basketball and then he screams, you know? Right. Yeah. I've never done martial arts, so maybe when you're, like, doing a move, you're like, like Yeah, makes or, you like, like yeah. you just got that adrenaline yeah. pumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tennis players, like, yeah. grunting when they yeah. hit yeah. the ball. Yes. Uh, with some experience on that, I think it's mostly to remind yourself to breathe out. Sure. Why oh, you interesting. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. You have to force yourself to breathe out so that you don't just hold your breath the whole time you're doing it. Okay. I just, I really miss it cinematically because now it's just like dead silence with a Hans Zimmer synth score. Yeah. 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 It's just a lot of yeah. yeah. I feel like maybe it's because like people would laugh at it today. Yeah. It became a joke we, of itself. We made yeah. fun of, 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 of karate movies for so long that like you can't make a movie like that anymore. Not for American audiences, at least. Yeah, right. Uh, but what's really crazy is Jim Kelly's karate noise. Because everyone else's karate noises in this movie, most karate noises are very high-pitched. Mm-hmm. It's like, hi, hi-ya, hi, hi. His, and his yeah, his are like real low pitched, almost like dog, like 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 dog barking or like it's it's real menacing sounding. Like yeah. he's a, like he's like that guy's gonna whoop your ass. Yeah, correct. And he does. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, John he, uh, John Saxon wins a bet uh, off of Williams' this fight, and then Williams comes back and he's like, "Get this guy! Get get, get gambling Hitler! Gambling Hitler! Up to eight to th- eight <laughs> give him eight to three! Yeah." Uh, so John Saxon goes out and um, kind of pulls the old like rope a dope yeah. maneuver, yep. like he takes yeah, he gets him knocked down three uh, times. Well, and each time he kind of looks over because he's clearly trying to set up like a good bet. For his friend Williams, yeah. and Williams is just like, "No, I'm not here to bet. Stop mm-hmm. it." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, "All right, you're, I'll do it. Ag- I'll fall down again." Yeah, he's definitely hustling him like Jackie Gleason in bull style. Yeah, yeah, he's pulling yeah, like a Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's doing a white man can't jump. Yeah, <laughs> or a, uh, a rounders, uh, a pool hall junkies, hackers. That one episode <laughs> of Fresh Prince. Ooh, that <laughs> one episode of the X Files where it's an episode of cops. No, yes. No, I don't think, think there's any gambling in that one. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> in any case, after getting knocked down three times, and finally gambling is his, Hitler takes the bet. Yeah, finally gambling Hitler is ready to... We, no, we, here, no okay. gambling Hitler's like two, and then Williams is like, nah, nah, three. <laughs> Which, like... You can't bet once the match starts, you yes, idiot. You can. <laughs> I bet my grandfather who was going to win the baseball game that was on when I showed up to get babysat no matter what inning it was in. <laughs> <laughs> 
I put my quarters on whoever was up. <laughs> Patrick, this isn't a full game. This is the 10 o'clock news. They're doing sports highlights. <laughs> the outcome has been decided. Quarters are up, Gramps. Let's see what you got. <laughs> oh, look at this. The Brewers are up 4-1. to one. Easy money, Gramps. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, yeah. That was bad news. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah gambling is Hitler finally takes the bet and then uh, fucking uh, Silver Fox is just like, finally I can fucking start fighting. <laughs> uh, and then kills the guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. It seems that every fight in this is to the death, even though everyone is really horrified of people killing each other I in think this. he yeah. just gets KO'd like I think New Zealand and this first guy are just getting KO'd I think New Zealand's clearly just KO'd but this guy John Saxon he this hits like him a in, crack noise yeah, yeah he kicks him in the nuts yeah there's the sound of walnuts breaking yes, yes, yeah yes. and then he hits him in the ribs and you get that crunch yeah so maybe he doesn't die there yeah but he's dead <laughs> tomorrow and he's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. motionless and unconscious that's yeah. definitely the case <laughs> well then Han's like well that's enough excitement for one day <laughs> There's only like two matches a day. Yeah, no, they always have to end it prematurely oh. because of a death. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. The matches are canceled for the rest of the afternoon. I like, can't. The tournament's never gonna end. I can't let my hundreds of trainee goons see these people die. <laughs> uh, so uh, that night. Uh, 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 Mei Ling tells Bruce Lee basically like, hey, there's there's crimes on this island. It's a crime island. Yeah, there's an <laughs> underground crime This may basement. shock you to learn that the island that's privately owned by a supervillain who went rogue from the Shaolin monks... Just doing some crimes. So we we see we see Jim Kelly's Williams uh, with another night full of another night full of sex workers. Right. He gets up after a, an evening of pleasuring, uh, hopefully pleasuring them, um, and then he uh, goes to the window and they're like, "You can't leave." And he's like, "Bye," yeah. and walks out a window. Yeah. 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 Steps out. Uh, uh, this is also where we get the scene uh, where we see that uh, uh, John Saxon and John Saxon and the, and the madam yeah. are uh, having an actual like relationship conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's giving him a massage, right? Yeah. Like, but how is she giving him a massage, Jack? Uh, she's standing on him. <laughs> she's yeah. stomping on his back. It's <laughs> a good massage, and she's asking him to move in. She's like, exactly. That's great true. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, let's take it to the next step. You belong yeah. here, she said. It's been yeah. 13 hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Bruce Lee uh, puts on his tactical turtleneck. Ah, tactical <laughs> turtleneck onesie. Correct. It is all one piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From neck to toe. And he brings his gear bag that contains all the gear he needs, which is a, a rope. rope. <laughs> a single rope. That's all the gear he needs. Well, he Kodak calls into Colonel Campbell, and he's just like, where's my gear? And the colonel's like, I'm sorry, it's going to be procurement on site. Get out of there. Yeah. Uh, he's like, all right, but don't pump me full of nano machines. These are all great Metal Gear Solid jokes, you guys. <laughs> Hard disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, Bruce Lee does a little sneaking around uh, and eventually finds a like secret... Uh, storm cellar? Yeah, it's a storm. Yeah. It's not secret at all. It just has a plant on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, he ties up a little rope. He he, he lets himself down. Um, and then, you see some goons loading up some Joker chemicals onto some barrels. Yeah, they got oil drums. And anybody in a cave with oil drums is up to no good. <laughs> then a, a goon comes by and finds his rope. Yeah. 
Uh, Bruce Lee gets back up. He beats up that goon. And then there's like a fight with a bunch of other goons. So he fucks some goons up, which is pretty great. Yeah, a good couple of five goons or so. Yeah. Lots of uh, uh, throat punching because he's trying to make sure that they don't alert their like fellow guards in the area. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, then he, he he leaves. We cut back to Jim Kelly, who who basically just like left so we get some fresh air and do like a, some karate practice. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. running through his kata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like he just sits down. A guard sees him, uh, and he yeah. just kind of gives the guard a like, "It's okay, I'm out here." Yeah, right. And the guard's like, "All right, you're breaking the one rule we have, but <laughs> who am I to disagree?" Yeah, <laughs> who knew that this simple moonlight walk would be like the like undoing of everything? It really is like it, the undoing of everything. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah, this, because then he sees Bruce Lee yeah. like, climbing a wall and he's yeah. like, uh, human fly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. This is the like the Macbeth meeting the three witches that throws <laughs> yeah. the grand tragedy yeah. into, yeah, totally. into play. Uh, so uh, the next morning, Han has everyone gathered for the morning ritual. He's, he's like, I'm very. He's not mad. He's <laughs> yeah. just very disappointed. Yeah, right. Yeah. right, and he, he uses it as a like a self evaluation of his of his staff. Of his like, yeah, oh, he's like, goons suck. Yeah, he goes, someone broke into my 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 crime lab, but I don't care about that. Yeah. My guards did a very poor job, and now you're all going to watch them be punished. Yeah. That guy from Bloodsport, get out there. Yeah, no, you're going to watch Bolo Young kill them all. Yeah, and Bolo Young, these are brutal. Brutally yeah. murders these guys. Oh. Yeah. And like Bolo Young, we, we really haven't covered him too much on this show. We did Double Impact, which he's one of the bad guys in. But in this movie, this is young Bolo Young, and he is a... Monstrously large. Oh, he looks like yeah. an optical illusion. Like he always looks like he is way too close to you, no yeah. matter where he is. He always looks like he's advancing on you. Yeah. Oh, he's so big. He makes so, scary facial expressions too when yes. he's murdering oh, yeah. people. Yeah. 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 Okay, I have to. You know, I'm. I we didn't preface any of this, but I'm a complete like noob ignoramus when it comes to like these fighting movies Bruce Lee is the karate man (laughs) (laughs) the little one that they have a lot of pictures of on the movie yeah 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 whenever the camera lingers on someone who just did something cool that's usually Bruce Lee I was thinking that guy must be important (laughs) he must Um, know one of the producers (laughs) or something Um, but so this that guy is a guy. He's like in other movies. This yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, okay, he's like right. the, he plays like a bruiser. Yeah, he's yeah, in Bloodsport okay. and Kickboxer. No, he's not in Kickboxer. No, just Bloodsport. Just Bloodsport. And then he's also in, uh, he's in Double, Double Impact. Impact. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm sure like a bunch of other like yeah like Hong Chinese Kong movies, movies at the time. Stuff, yeah. I'm sure, like, for a period of filming, he was in the Predator suit for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. who wasn't? Right? <laughs> uh, I also am pretty sure he was, like, a bodybuilder and model in Asia. Yes, he was okay. definitely a bodybuilder. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why he's so fucking big. Well, he's got, like, eight necks. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. But they're all one mass, you know? One? They're not, like, rolls. It is yeah. just a solid, solid brick yeah. of neck. His neck is like a redwood tree. Yeah. Ugh. You could drive through it. <laughs> One of his pecs is my whole torso. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's bananas, and he tears these dudes apart. Oh, yeah, I, I like that the, you know there's a death when you hear a crunch. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's, right. like, that's like the, yeah. And one thing I appreciate about this movie is you never really see the de- The deaths always come off camera, and the crunch... Like slow mo lingers on like Bolo Young's face or whoever's doing the crunching, yeah. and like they always have this like half satisfied, half incredibly orgasmic look on their face. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Like every time they crunch a guy's neck, it's just like ooh, it just came a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Killing that guy. 
I like the, that the last guy he cradles to death. Yeah. Yes. Holding him yep. like a baby and he just like breaks him. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the end of Mice and Men. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, in high school, in our backyard wrestling league that we created... Uh, that was my finishing move. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Did you call it the bolo? Uh, it was called the meatballer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. So yeah, you just do head to face to knee. <laughs> and because it was yeah. backyard wrestling and we didn't have like pads or a ring or anything, you just did it until they legitimately tapped out. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Who didn't have a backyard wrestling federation when they were? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, the amount of uh, dead fluorescent bulbs that got smacked over backs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so good. But this was like our senior year of high school, by the way. This wasn't like we were like twelve or anything. Nice. This is the attitude era, baby. Old enough to hurt yourselves. That's what you were. I'll jump in on this tangent as well. I I uh, broke my friend my friend's uh, little brother's leg. Yeah. Not in the backyard, but. In like just I'm wrestling on his bed. Really, we wow. were doing Royal Rumble, and I came in as um, who one of the head trick was it Fatu was oh, the head trick oh, yeah. yeah. wow. when he came back as like the hip hop guy or whatever, <laughs> and he would do like the like dances oh, or whatever. That's right. So I was like, so I w- and his brother was like five six years younger than us, and uh, I jumped in the bed like I was like it was my turn to enter the Royal Rumble. I was Fatu. I did like the dance move. And he just like pushed me, like I like it was like a pause, like a comedic pause, and he just pushed me out, and I was eliminated, and I landed like my whole body weight on his little brother, broke his leg on Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> he was five whoa. or six years younger than you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old were you guys? Like thirty? Yeah. Just on the way here. Um, uh, I would be thirteen, fourteen. I would oh, say. okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and you fell Tragic. on him. Because oh. I, I thought, because I, I was like taking the the hit because it was like it was all comedic, <laughs> perfectly comedically timed. Yeah. Um, and I just free fell, but I didn't know he was like crouching underneath me. Oh. And I just I was like, ah, and I just landed full. You sold the right bit over. too good. Yeah. Broke yeah, yeah. oh. his leg. What, what did his parents like just like yell at you? Also, he, he, his parents were scary. They were like the scary, like yelly parents. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They would yell at him like in front of his friends and stuff. It was messed up, uh, definitely. Um, I think one of them took the, him to the hospital and the other one had to drive me home. And this is like right. out in like Glen Allen, like like in the suburbs, oh. like a good 45 an hour. I had to away. drive you back into the city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. oh. It was a whole thing. I think that was the last. That was definitely the last time I ever went to his house. Yeah. <laughs> I would suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Well, Jeremy, that little boy is here right now. Oh, oh, my leg! You bastard! Payback is horrible. Yeah, Jeremy just heard a crunch and then he had an orgasmic look on his face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bolo Young uh, murders a bunch of kids. That's it for this day of the tournament. Yeah. Again, fights are called off. That's all we got. Uh, So now we have wheels within wheels within plans within plans where Williams uh, goes back to, uh, I keep forgetting this guy's fucking name. Han? No, not Han. Silver Fox. Roper. Roper. Mr. Roper. Goes to Mr. Roper and Mr. Roper's just like, hey, if you need to talk about what just happened, I'll be in my room for like emotional support. And Williams is like, Thank you no, for, no. like, showing a decent amount of <laughs> empathy. That doesn't happen quite yet, because after Bolo kills those guys, oh, we get right. the Irish ninja versus Bruce that's Lee. Right. That's yeah. Bruce Lee fights on so Hera. That's right, right, yeah. And that that's not even, the Irish guy doesn't even get a chance. Oh, my God. Like, I thought yeah, there was, yeah. it was at least going to be somewhat of a fight, but, like, He's definitely Bruce... build up as, like, uh, uh, like a, uh, a mini-boss. Yeah, yep. Sure. Yep. right. Yeah. 
Uh, and it, Bruce Lee just punches the shit out of him, kicks the shit out of him, uh, just just hammers him. It's a great, great yeah. fight sequence. Well, what's great is that uh, fucking O'Hara keeps this look on his face every time he gets knocked down of like, how did I end up on the ground? This doesn't <laughs> make sense. Well, there's where one did, part... What happened? Where he like, he, like, he, Bruce Lee like flips over on his back and O'Hara like jumps at him, but he jumps in such a way that Bruce Lee sticks his foot up and he just lands oh. dick first onto Bruce Lee's yeah. foot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. My another favorite is uh, Bruce Lee turns around and O'Hara does some dirty pool, grabs his leg, <clears> and <throat> Bruce Lee just like fucking bicycle kicks up his face. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very uh, good. And again, like O'Hara is like more more personally offended. Like <laughs> like his very sense of self is just eroding during this fight. He doesn't know who he is anymore. Yeah. So he takes two empty bottles, yeah. he loose <laughs> smashes them together, and starts coming at him. Fucking whiskey style. But, yeah. but the nubs of the bottles he has <laughs> yeah. are so small. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were. And yeah. his problem this whole fight is that he's got no range. He can't get close. Yeah, right, exactly. Another melee weapon isn't going to help you, O'Hara. Yeah. Oh. So well, Bruce Lee uh, like kicks the tiny shards of glass out of his hands, kicks him in the head, knocks him down, leaps like 30 feet in the air. Yeah, he does a Mario. And then lands <laughs> on him... And it's all in like slow motion. You just hear this bone, this bone shattering, sickening crunch sound. Yeah. While he like screams because this is the guy who like led his sister to her death. Yeah. And he knows this. And so it's like this like vengeance murder. And like the look on Bruce Lee's face is one of just like, I did it. I avenged this murder. Also, I did it. I won this fight. Also, oh no, I've taken a human life. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely see there was some conflict in him. Because like, yeah. you know, he, he has that conversation with the old man at the beginning where he's right. like, you know, they kind of talks about like removing himself from like the emotions of a fight and, and whatever. And now you see that he let that get the better of him. In yes. This yeah, yeah. So, he's definitely yeah. got that like mourning the sister kind of sadness. It's a great look. It's like yeah. one of the best looks in the movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, this is where they disperse and Williams yeah, goes to Mr. Roper. Yep. And they're just like, hey, if you need a shoulder to cry yeah. on, I'll be in my room. He's like, thanks, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I like your emotional intelligence. This yeah. is great. Yeah. And then Han is like, Williams, I want to see you in my office, young man. And he's like, Mr. Roper, I can't come to play. I gotta go to Mr. Han's office. It's fucking bullshit. He probably found my stink bomb. Idiot. It's not fair. Uh, so he gets taken to the principal's office. Uh, and Han is basically... Han basically accuses him of... Of being the one... one beating one up his guards. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Williams is like, Mr. Han, I don't think I want to be on your island anymore. Yeah. Well, what's great, I really love the conversation they have uh, where he's just like, Han is saying, I, I watch you fight and like, what drives you? And he's just like, oh, the feeling of winning. Like, I'm not here to like hurt anyone or prove I'm the best. I'm just here to win. And he's like, well, then you have to prepare for defeat. It's like, nah, defeat will happen, but when it does, I'll barely notice. I'll be too busy looking good. I'm like, God damn, you're so cool. I think the last thing he says to Han before they get in the fight is he's like, man, you belong in a comic book. Yeah. 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 And I I must say right before that, he's like, he he says something like, whatever, Han Man or something. (laughs) Mr. Han Man. Man. Uh, I believe the line is, bullshit, Mr. Han Man. So yeah, Han calls in his army of yeah. goons uh, and they fucking have a fight uh, Jim Kelly takes them out easy oh and man yeah. just beats the fuck out of them yeah. uh, so now it's Han himself has to kind of come and take care of his own business 
knocks him into what I can only assume is the acid test tent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They fight yeah. their way up, oh, yeah, yeah. Through, up into the fuck pit, basically. Yeah. But nobody's like, fucking ever. It's yeah. just a bunch of women sitting around giggling uncontrollably. But they were like hearts painted. <laughs> but they're yeah, all hearts painted. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a black light room. Yeah, and what, else are you gonna, on the wall. what else are you going to do when you're on mescaline, dude? <laughs> it's like one of those cut Watch scenes. Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those cutaways in the Austin Powers movies. Yeah. Where like yeah. when you're doing a scene change, you just cut to a bunch of like go-go dancers. And like yeah, 60s right. swinging yeah, dancers. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a real weird place. Yeah. But we learn in this that uh, like uh, Williams kicks Han's hand and like it hurts his foot. Yeah, right. And we start. And there's this a is metal the first implication noise. that there's yeah. something going on with Mr. Han, man. Yeah. Uh, so oh. Han brutally beats him with one fist. Just uh, beats him to death. Then uh, just covered with blood, and then takes off his glove, revealing the whole time he had a metal hand. Yeah, buddy. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I just wanted to say. Like, even though Williams is, like, you know, getting beat to death and, you know, keeping in mind his proclivities for women, I have to imagine, even though he, he was <laughs> being killed, he must have seen that, that drug den and been like, hey, how come no one told me about this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely, right? As you dying, you know? It was definitely, like, a very ironic death. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. I'm just like, well, I get to die the way I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the bummer. Like, yeah. like, you know, every night that poor lady is going to every single room of all the fighters and bringing them eight fresh... Eight fresh women to choose from, yes. uh, but at no point are they giving an an invitation to the to the fucking drug pit. Yeah. I, it's employees only. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess oh, so. that, maybe that's the, the lounge. Yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah, their lounge. Right. <laughs> it's their <laughs> break room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and this this uh, Han then gets Mister Roper to take him on a tour of his uh, fucking Doctor No James Bond secret lair, mm-hmm. fresh off the murder of William. Yeah, yeah. He's like he like, like you know brushes his hair back. He's like, oh man, I gotta go show Mister Roper around now. Yeah. While he carries around his fat, long-haired white cat. Yeah. Is that the bad guy from Mister Gadget? Is like yeah, 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 a white right, cat right, all yeah. the time. Uh, it's yeah. literally Blofeld from the James Bond franchise, yeah. just puffy yeah. white cat. I mean, all the music in this movie, yeah, which is Lalo Schifrin. Yeah, yeah, yep. which is so good. I oh, love the is. score for this movie. That is the actual. It was, yeah, it was Lalo okay. Schifrin. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the score was great, if not very Bond-esque, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, um, Mission Impossible guy too. Yeah, right? and okay. Bullet, and like a number of other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they, they tease with the cat. They they bring the guillotine. They put the cat on a guillotine. Yeah, they, well, they before they get to the guillotine Roper, real quick, yeah, yeah, they walk through the museum. museum and his museum appears to be nothing but other hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chekhov's hand. Yeah. yeah. Chekhov's yeah. 90 hands. Yeah, well, it's all hands like with claws mm-hmm. and hands with knives. Yeah. One is just a cinder block with steak knives. Yeah, it's like the knife set that I got for my wedding. Yeah, yeah right. uh, and then they pass just bones, like a, a skeleton hand, which I guess every hand is a skeleton hand, if you think about it. Uh, and Mr. Roper's like, well, wait a minute, what's this? And he's like, that's a souvenir. <laughs> which, like, shut up, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, this hand? Oh, it's, I got it on a trip. Like, <laughs> yeah. ask me more, please. Yeah, like, like, you were just fuck waiting. off. Yeah. 
You were just waiting for someone to ask you about the hand, weren't you? Hand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they bring the cat to the guillotine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I was kind of disappointed. So uh, you know, we'll get to this later. But when Bruce Lee and Han finally fight, like I was like, you can't tease a guillotine and then not use it. You yeah. Because I thought I thought Han was going to go into the guillotine. Sure, but it's not was... Chekhov's guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I don't know. Miller's guillotine? I don't know. <laughs> who, who constantly sets things up and then disappoints you in the end? Oh, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's Mammoth's guillotine. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you listen real closely, it's swearing a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Han is testing, he wants a test of faith uh, for Mr. Roper, and he brings him to the guillotine, and he says, Mr. Roper, put your head in. He's like, I... No, thanks. <laughs> I've only known you for like maybe a totality of 15 minutes. I'm not, we're not at that level, buddy. I was like, all right, I'm going to put my cat in the guillotine. That'll fucking show you, you <laughs> dick. Uh, Mr. Roper saves the cat and Hans is like, okay, so I see now that you have limits. Yeah. And he pulls the chain on the guillotine and it was an elevator the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, did anyone else notice when they did the close-up of the cat's face, it clearly had like throw up or food yes. on it? Yeah. Or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that it would look like it was talking, they put a little peanut butter on its nose. Yeah, they go. just forgot to dub in the Mr. Ed stuff <laughs> later. They forgot the part where the, where the cat went, McClunky! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's not explain that reference. Yeah, that was before yeah. We yeah. Just deal with it. Just, just Google it uh, on so yeah, your own. They take the guillotine. Oh, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, Han's whole life is just, like, these setups to, like, ask, for people to ask him about things. It's like, like, like put your head in the guillotine. It's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. No, you got to so I can do the reveal where it's an elevator. <laughs> you got to do it. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. Well, how about if I put my cat there? It's like. Well, you can't just set up your own reveal. It's like, hey, yeah. uh, you know, what's this lever? Oh, it's my secret compare. Yeah. It's like you expect them to, like, walk by an electric guitar and he, like, <laughs> lingers there just yeah. waiting for Roper to say, like, ah, do you play? <laughs> uh, yeah, here's my ska song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Han has a, an island of cool shit that no one cares about. <laughs> yeah, right. They go into his crime basement and he gives he gives Roper a tour of the crime basement. And yeah. real quick, his crime basement seems to be caverns of POWs, a couple mm-hmm. of like cast iron walks of like gravy. 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 <laughs> I have no. I mean, it's a whole room cooking gravy. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever like seen heroin made, but I don't. But I'm think pretty it sure looks it's not like made that. like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it looks like. I that. think it's a powder that you cook. It's I don't not. Think, yeah. It doesn't come in a vial. I also don't think it comes that you make it in vats. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't put cornstarch in to thicken it a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, if, unless you're putting it over your mashed potatoes, I guess. That's true. That's how you cut it. You know, yeah. Just <laughs> but there is just two guys with a handcart with hundreds of bricks of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah just pushing it. Walking through the basement. Yeah. There I'm, is also one radio that, that you know connects to... England or yes. wherever. It's yeah, like, it's a radio goes right to Westminster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's Morse code radio too. Yeah, like it's yeah, not like a yeah. breaker breaker radio. It's uh, a <laughs> yeah, oh, it's from the war, the it's Great like, War, yeah, the yeah. War Handel Wars. Hans, like, we gotta get rid of that because one day someone's gonna get down here and radio for help and. My whole operation is going to be shot. Boss, don't worry about it. We put in an alarm, so if anyone tries to radio, it'll just make a lot of noise. So, uh, he takes... He, finally, at the end of it, they get to the end of their tour, and they... 
Roper sees Williams, who's now being hung. It's definitely it's the corpse up. of Williams. Yeah, the corpse yeah. of Williams mm-hmm. hung, like, chained up, and like what looks like barbed wire or something. Something. And he's, he's hanging over a pit of a brackish water that's <laughs> surrounded by spikes. Yeah. I swear to God, I was waiting for a crocodile to right, come out of right, that water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huge missed opportunity. Right. Also, they so then he like they cut Williams off and they drop him in the water. Uh, and this is all part of Han trying to convince John Saxon to join his yeah, crime he's, syndicate. He's like, right. I, I need you to be my contact in America, and I need you to understand what we're doing, and I need you to see the corpse of your best friend so you get what the stakes are. Uh, and the whole time, Han is just very clearly, uh-huh, I'm going to betray you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even a little bit empathetic to your cause and want you to suffer for harming my friend. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm going to take that as a tacit endorsement yeah. of yep. everything we're doing. <laughs> uh, so I'll the, give you your W-2 to fill out for tax purposes. Yeah, right? It's going to go great. Here comes your I-9. Don't worry about it. Uh, open enrollment will be next week. Yeah. So right. the, that night, Bruce Lee uh, does his original plan. The, yeah, this is probably my favorite part of the movie. Where he goes, now that all the guards are dead. Because <laughs> Bolo Young ate them. He's got a clear shot to the fucking crime shed. Uh, so he moves the plant and then notices that they've upped their security by putting one snake yeah. on top of the door. <laughs> one cobra. Oh, no. They probably put a bunch of cobras there, but they fucked off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, All right, Cobra, stay there. Yeah, the Cobra was like, nah, <laughs> bullshit. You know, snakes and they're they're very well known for t- taking human orders. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna go to the other side of the brick wall and smoke cigarettes and write graffiti. <laughs> right. That's and that one snake that stayed behind was like, me too, right, guys? <laughs> no, idiot, you gotta be the lookout, dummy. <laughs> Actually, there, no, yeah, yeah. Now I was gonna say there's there's a deleted scene where the snakes like fuck up somehow, and then Bolo Young kills them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just keeps bending them over until they yeah. die. Yeah. Oh no! Snakes are the one animal he can't bend to death. <laughs> no, no, just like a piece of paper, you can't bend a snake more than twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> After that, it's just too thick. Uh, so Bruce Lee takes out his empty rope bag, uh, grabs the snake by the head, and just fucking stuffs it in there. And now yeah. he's like. Cool, this is why you do the side quests. I got a bonus snake item. <laughs> right. Yeah. And right. then he exactly. joins a tag team with Cactus Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he goes down the rope. Uh, he he uh, gets up to the radio room. He uh, There's guards in the radio room. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I really got to think my way out of this. I know. And he carefully takes the cobra out of the bag, <laughs> smacks it on the head a couple times, and then just throws it into the radio yeah. room. And it's, we have to point this out. It's a real fucking cobra. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He hits it in the head, and it legitimately goes, <laughs> and strikes <laughs> at yeah, him. Yeah, the hood fans <laughs> are like, yeah, for real. Uh, so the guards rightfully freak out. Instead of going through either door on the side, one freaks out, picks up a chair, throws it through the glass window <laughs> and just it's like that clip of the like local news guy who's at the turkey farm and has to hold a turkey and the turkey flaps once and he carefully sets it down 
throws his arms in the air and <laughs> runs screaming. <laughs> the guard's just looking, oh, one snake. Ah, there's procedures for this. Smash, run. Uh, uh, so the two, the two guards get out. Bruce Lee goes in there. Puts his foot down the snake's neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Just stands on it. Nobody and then does. starts just fucking code. hammering the Morse code away. And yeah. as soon as he makes contact with the Morse code, there must have been like a proximity alarm because this is when the uh, the fucking base alarm yeah. goes Yeah, that happens. But now that we're talking about it, I feel like the two radio guys were like, Snake! Snake! <laughs> Hit all the buttons, Snake! <laughs> Everybody is responding to a snake alert and then they get to Bruce Lee. That's or, why they're so under. Counterpoint, they're responding because there were weren't enough snakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> we put five snakes out there. Now there's only one. Uh, so he 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 sends his, his uh, beep boop beeps to the to the Brits, uh, and someone takes them down and sends them off with Braithwaite's breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Braithwaite gets a, 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 a tray of uh, what I can only Tea. assume is Earl Grey hot. Uh, he gets the message with his breakfast, and he's just like, when did this come in? Yeah. I don't know, like a half hour ago? Yeah. Why didn't you... Oh! <laughs> what a fatal flaw to the whole system. It's like, he should have he told Bruce Lee that. It's like, just so, just to be clear, I may be asleep when this comes through, yeah, right. and no one will wake me up. Right. When I have strict orders to not be woken up. Well, well and then he, he makes a phone call. He's like, I need to talk to the colonel. Yeah. I don't care if he's asleep, wake him up. I don't care who's in the bed that's with him. Right. Wake that's him right. up. That's right. Okay, I'll call back later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, what is the... So is that like a half-hour time jump? So Bruce Lee does the thing and then signals the Brits and then he says it came in a half-hour ago. So or yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it's just the time difference. Eh, could yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. halfway through a time zone, yeah, so it's yeah. just 30 right. minutes. Okay. Straddling the Greenwich. Uh, in any right. case, time. Bruce Lee runs into a room where all the doors shut with metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fights his way uh, just through an army of janitorial goons. And he's got the. This is he has the nunchucks. Before, yes. Right? Well, he's got a whole thing where he upgrade. He keeps, he keeps upgrading his yep. weapon because he yep. goes from like nothing to staff to collie sticks to nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's great is he's got that typical nunchuck scene where he's fucking throwing the nunchucks yep. all around him, doing super impressive things, and it cuts back to the guy what got the nunchucks stolen from him, and for a brief moment, you're like. That dude's gonna run away because that was real scary. Yeah. But the guy's just like, "Well, my only option is to run directly towards you." Ah! And then it takes a face full of nunchucks. Yeah. <laughs> Mercy. And, uh, and the nunchuck sounds when people get hit by them, it's very satisfying. It's loud and it sounds like it hurts. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever it moves, it's like a combination of wind and laser beam. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what a nunchuck is, John. <laughs> Uh, so Bruce Lee is taken captive, and uh, now it's the next day of the tournament, and Bolo Young has Bruce Lee out there, like in like his hands are tied behind his back, and they bring John Saxon out, and they're like, "You're gonna fight Bruce Lee, John Saxon," and Bruce Lee's like, "Nuh-uh," and they're like, "Fine, then I guess Bruce Lee's gotta fight Bolo Young," and then John Saxon's like, "No, I'm gonna fight Bolo Young," and at this point, I was like, "Oh." This is where John Saxon dies. This is the part yeah. where, like, Bruce Lee's friend, for lack of a better word, gets murdered. And that, and it, like, motivates him yeah. for the rest yeah. of Act 3. Instead, John Saxon beats the shit out of Bolo Young. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. It's, yeah, I mean, well, it's a real good fight. I mean, he's losing in the beginning, but he goes for the calf bite. 
Yes. Yeah. Always get that calf bite. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, Bullard has him in a fucking hip lock, uh, just really putting a lot of pressure on like his fucking trachea, basically. Uh, and yeah, John Saxon bites his calf, yeah. uh, absorbs his human growth hormone. <laughs> yeah, right, sure, yeah. And he's like, well, now I have the powers of ten bolo. Yeah. I gotta say though, like the the death blow is a nut shot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he yeah. kicks him in the nuts so hard that he dies. <laughs> yes. That is that is the shattered testicle. Yeah, and oh. all it's so great because it like he kicks him in the nuts and you're like, oh okay, nut shot. That's the, the the great. But then it cuts to Bolo Young's face in the grass, going, oh. <laughs> yeah. there's expiring a look. from a dick shot. Well, there's a look on his face where it's like. I could continue living with this amount of pain. Yeah, right. Or I could just surrender to the sweet, sweet darkness. Yeah, no way, man. If you're Bolo and you're just like, ooh, that's my testicles have turned to jelly. Yeah, I'm, I'm out, man. To be to fair, with the number that. of roids he's done, he probably doesn't even have testicles anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like two little raisins exploded. That was all he had left. <laughs> oh. uh, so this... Uh, meanwhile, while all this is going on, uh, uh, Mei Ling. I think it's Mei Ling. Mei Ling is down in the crime basement, letting all the the drunk fishermen yeah. out of yeah. their she's, cages. She's the boy in the back, screams, "Everyone attack!" and it turns into a courtyard blitz. That's so right. Funny. Uh, what I love is everybody's color coordinated because you've got the yeah. white gi of the people that are like being trained in the martial arts on the island, the bad guys, and then you've got the POWs that are head to toe in black. So it makes, it's like fucking Star Wars. You can just follow the action. Yeah. Not man, yeah. it's the Tet Offensive. All the black pajama wearing working people rising up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, that's, that's not what the Tet Offensive was, dude. Oh, it totally was, man. No, the Tet Offensive is where they got that elephant out and they, they dropped it out of a plane. That was Operation uh, Dumbo Drop. Yeah. Which happened uh, during the Tet Offensive. That can't be right. Yes, that's a huge part of the movie. I don't remember Cuba Gooding Jr. saying anything He's about it. He's not in it. It's Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover. Yeah. And Dennis Leary for reasons. Janine <laughs> <laughs> Garofalo? Is that a different dog? I think you're That's thinking of... love dogs. No, no, no. You're thinking of the Bill Murray elephant movie, oh, Larger, Larger Than, than Life. Life. Oh, yes. my God. Those are different movies? Yeah. 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 Well, one of them takes place in Vietnam, and the other one, Bill Murray's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, what follows is an orgy of karate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that is pretty great. Uh, Bruce Lee and John Saxon fight off so many goons. Oh, but it a- goes full Dynasty Warrior. We're yeah. just racking up hundreds of goon deaths. Yeah, and then finally Bruce Lee catches a, a glimpse of Han, and uh, Han takes off his regular hand and puts, puts on, on his fucking bear claw hand. Yeah, he's got a wooden paddle with three claws and some fur on the back. <laughs> In case his wooden paddle gets cold. Yeah, I know. I like, I like to think of him like making it and then like getting like the hot glue gun and putting the fur on there. Right? Like, oh, right, perfect. Well, yeah. there's a craft to it. He's got to yeah. make it his own. Well, remember, guys, he's doing this all with one hand. That's true. That's yeah. very impressive. It explains why all of his hands look very simple and stupid. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, he's he's fighting Bruce Lee with his bear claw. His bear claw gets stuck in his podium, uh, and it just like rips off of his stump. And he's like, "Well, to the hand museum." <laughs> yeah. 
I, I gotta say, like, the way that the, the, the claw, whatever, like, at the attachment, like, attaches to his arm seems very, like, precarious. Like, there's no, like, latch. There's not even any, like, Velcro. It's literally it just peg in hole. Yeah, yeah. It's just exactly. peg in hole, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! Like right. none of the none of my action figures that had peg in hole features ever stayed in. No, you yeah. think any sort of torque or tension would break his hand off on yeah. any strike? Yeah. You know, and no, eventually, favorite. like that, what's gonna happen? He's gonna get a hand knocked off, and the peg's still gonna be stuck oh, in the God. hole. Oh, and then for you, jeez, and he's got to get like a wine cork thing to pour <laughs> right. Oh, oh, potato. I mean, this does oh, explain yeah, why. Right, right. <laughs> he he has a lot of knife hands, but he uses them exclusively for. Scratching and not for stabbing. Yeah, yeah, so this is where this is sort of this this end of the movie. This is like the most iconic part of the film, the final showdown between uh, Lee and Han. Han uh, puts on his cinder block, what has four steak knives coming out of it. Yeah, uh, and what follows is their sort of fight. Uh, we should point out that. It's very clear that the guy who plays Han is not much of a martial artist. <laughs> Correct. He's uh, trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce Lee is shot almost entirely uh, with his entire body in frame. Han is shot running out of a frame and into another different frame. Right. Yes. Yeah. His strategy seems to be uh, to scratch at Bruce Lee with his knife hand and also to just jump in the air and throw his body at yeah. Bruce yes. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it works. He scores a lot of hits on yeah, Bruce Lee. Yeah, he cuts yeah. the fuck out of Bruce Lee. I mean, they're very shallow cuts. Yeah. The, the, he gets one cut on Bruce Lee's tummy, and Bruce Lee, without breaking eye contact, takes some blood and puts it in his mouth. Uh, as to test to make sure that it's not heroin. <laughs> yes. True. Or to check that his blood is real. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like you bite a nickel. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, they have a fight in this fucking weird-ass hand museum. Uh, Han gets uh, like a halbert at one it's point. It's like a spear. It's a spear, uh, yeah. th- uh, Bruce Lee deflects it and it mm. goes into a wall and that wall turns out to be a swivel panel that leads to his fun house of mirrors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then this is like the big fight between uh, Bruce Lee and Han in the mirror room, um, which goes on for a while until finally Bruce Lee hears the words of his master saying, you know, like, uh, beware, like, the... the, the Your enemy is an illusion, and if you break that illusion, you break your enemy. And he's like, that didn't make any sense, but now I get it. He was warning me if I find myself trapped in a hall of mirrors, <laughs> fighting a renegade Shaolin monk, yeah. the only way to find out which one is real mm. is to just break all the ones that I know are mirrors. And he does. Yeah. He smashes yeah. the shit out of mirrors. But I think he pointed out that he's really just making thousands of tiny hops. Yes, that's right. right. I also say he also created the predecessor to the Apple <laughs> Photo Booth app. <laughs> you can have that weird, like, you can have the wide face. Oh, Han's got the wide face. Punch that guy. Yeah. Uh, there's one shot where it looks like Bruce Lee has grown to 10 feet tall. Yeah, exactly. Han is very yeah. small. I gotta say, it, it must have been a nightmare shooting that scene oh, with man. all the mirrors in there. Jeremy, yeah. you are a filmmaker. I am, yeah. Uh, like, give me some, some background into, especially in the 70s, before you could just digitally erase the cameraman in sure. the window. I, I, I was I was looking at that, actually. And, like, I, there are random, like, geese hanging, like, sometimes, like, you know, just, like... In some of those funhouse shots, like, yeah, there's some clothes and stuff. Yes, yeah, so I have to assume that, that that was just to block the camera. Like, just gotcha. He's got a gee there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> luckily, it's blocking this camera. So yeah. it's his room where he tries on his gee, and he needs to see himself from literally every angle. Yeah, he right. got real into Picasso. 
And he's like, I need to see everything flat and with one angle and everything at once. And, and painted by an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Picasso, you dumb shit. You're dead. Damn. <laughs> Take that, Picasso. Yeah, if he was worth anything, he'd still be alive, the fucking dummy. I didn't see it going here. Anyone else Anyone else got a painter they want to slag? Oh, yeah. fuck you, Damien Hurst, you piece of shit. Hey, Van Gogh. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Starry night, more like starry shit. <laughs> Guys, write this down. Pokemon Van Gogh app. <laughs> Hard pass. God damn it. So Bruce <laughs> eventually uh, gets the best of Han and kicks him through the spear of the door. And then walks out and spins that door behind him. Yeah, yeah it's a good shot. Yeah. Uh, and then it, I, I was so... I was so excited because it ends and John Saxon is like looking around at this this field of battle and like the, the black suit drunk fishermen have won the day. Yeah. There's one white gee guy left and they just have him in a circle. <laughs> they're just <laughs> pushing him around. They're literally schoolyard bullying yeah, 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 Give that. me your lunch money, nerd. <laughs> Why did I have to be the last one alive? Damn it. Uh, John Saxon like surveys the battlefield and then he sees uh, his his, his the, the, the yeah, woman that he's fallen in love with, and she's dead. Yeah. And then he looks up and he sees Bruce, and Bruce Lee peeks his head out, and he gives him a real sad thumbs up. Yeah. And then John Saxon gives him a real sad thumbs up back. Yeah. And I was like, credits! You have to go to credits right now. No, nope. it goes to the greatest <laughs> shot in cinematic history. <laughs> A close-up of the stuck bear claw. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Uh, and yeah, and it holds on that bear claw through all of the credits. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta look at that bear claw. Somebody hot glued fur on the back of that thing. <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't an actual bear claw. Yeah. You know, some almonds. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah man. He could have. He could have like you know taxidermied a real bear claw and put a peg on that and you know. Yeah, that. Oh, cool. like a bear. Oh, I, I meant like the donut. Uh, donut. Yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> Yeah. What a tragic ending for John Saxon, too. The it love of his correct. life is dead. He is yeah. still in gambling debt. Yeah. He's still yeah. at 175 large. Yeah, that was what I was thinking at the end of this movie. Like, he should probably run down there and pick up some of them cocaine bricks. Because yeah. that guy's yeah. still guys, in He should just steal the crime island. Yeah, right. I was going to say, you guys honestly don't think he's just going to say, well... My island now. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess I'm Han. Yeah. He could. <laughs> I just, I think it's funny that like he just saw like it's one of those things where like you barge into something and you don't know the the context of it. Like he just saw that the his his girl was dead and Bruce Lee's like, hey, all right, we got him, right? It's like, hey, yeah, not right now. I mean, she's dead. You don't even see. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but at what cost, Bruce Lee? Yeah. At what cost? I mean, you know, middle thumb at best. <laughs> Bruce, come on. <laughs> So that is the end of Enter the Dragon, and that's going to take us to bullet points. Punch noise, punch noise, kick noise. Bullet points! And our first bullet point is body count. Body counts. Jack, Jeremy, you are our guest, so I will allow you to guess first. Jeremy, what do you think the body oh, count of boy. Enter the Dragon is? Oh, uh, you know, like as I was saying, like uh, you know, up until that that final melee at the end, I thought I could keep track of sure that, but I mean, there were hundreds and hundreds of people killed at the end. I mean, I just give a number, right? Any number. Um, hundred and twenty-seven. Wow. 
Alright. <laughs> so, Jack? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with characters only characters we know for certain died. Because we're not sure that all, the, uh, sure that all of the all of the Yeah, these are confirmed died. deaths. I would okay. say I would say confirmed deaths is fourteen. Fourteen. All okay. Right. All John, right. body count? Fifty-two. Fifty-two, okay. Patrick, body count? I'm gonna go with thirty. Thirty, okay. Alright. Playing by price is right rules. Whoever gets the closest without going over. Patrick Bromley, you win. Yes. Oh, the answer was 32. Oh, so close. You basically just missed Han and like the madam lady. That's nah, it. I hope she lives. She did. <laughs> she could just be sleeping. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that I non-verbally responded yeah, to you. Yeah, that was golden. <laughs> uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Jack, what do you think the best kill of Enter the Dragon was? Uh, I think it was Bolo Young's uh, crushing the guy to death and like when he had them cradle him. Oh, when yeah. he gave oh. him my finishing move, the meatballer. Yes, the yeah. meatballer. Yeah. 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 That's a very good death. It's a good one, yeah. It's really great and it's super loud and crunchy. I yeah. appreciate that. Mark, did you know about Enter the Dragon? Was it based on your Absolute. finisher? Nice. I mean, I had seen it probably, but that's I didn't. I just did it because it was easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, have you ever actually tried to put a figure four on somebody? It's like, hard. I yeah. pick up the two ankles and I'm like, all right, step here, turn off. That's too Fuck much work. It. Nah, head to knee. Nah, man, you roll that shit over into a sharpshooter so fast. Yeah. Guys, I like, just, I, I need to bring hard. you the latest breakthrough in wrestle technology. Uh, Kenny Omega just put up a new gimmick finisher, which is a big push broom that has barbed wire on it. Yes. <laughs> nice. And he gets someone to like lay prone on their belly and then just sweeps them with barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's golden. It's oh. so good. <laughs> oh. Uh, Jeremy, yeah. best kill from oh, Enter the man. Dragon. Um, I mean, I, I kind of liked the guy who he kills right before the, the meatballer. He, he has him on his stomach and he like pulls him by the hair oh, yeah. back and he like breaks his like neck backwards. I can only yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, like that's a grisly series yeah. And you of hear crunches. him scream. You hear him scream yeah. when he grabs his hair. And too. that guy looked like the least athletic of the fighters in there. Yeah. He looked. Yeah. He just looked kind of just totally incompetent and and he suffered that horrible fate. To be fair, that's why they were being killed by Polo Young. That's true. Yeah. Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go with the exploding testicles of Bolo. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I, well, I like that because I like uh, he, the kick is, is pretty great and the fight's great, but I do like the lay down and, and Bolo's like thinking about living and then he just lets it go. <laughs> just like turns his head. He's like, this is not worth it, guys. I'm giving it up. John, best kill. God, I I was going to go for one of Bruce Lee's kills, but then I remembered that Bolo kills a guy by stepping on him and then twisting his ankle. Yeah, and that's such a like, like, like putting out your life, like snuffing out a cigarette in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just something so like cold about that, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna go uh, with go the, the Mario. I'm gonna go with the guy that Bruce Lee Mario's. Yeah, because he literally <laughs> stops a man to death, yeah. and it's fantastic. Yep, both big jump, knees to chest, stomp all the way down. Yeah, yeah. and then when it's done, he got a big giant coin. He put it in his pocket. 
He and swings then, his arms from side to side. And that's how you do the Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Lou told you exactly how to do the Mario. That's right. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Uh, good luck, fuckers. War crimes. <laughs> <laughs> war crimes. Uh, Jack, tell me about one of the war crimes in Enter the Dragon. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, war crimes. Um, I mean, is, is having an island where you make a bunch of drugs a war crime? Yeah, for the yeah, purpose yeah, well, of this okay, podcast. Yeah, 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 I would say yeah. that's a war crime. Insofar right. as they make it very clear that the end of World War II, the the strict nationality of that island was an open question. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. It, he definitely just fucking land-grabbed a, a fucking debatable island. Yeah. <laughs> they do show... <laughs> nations have claim on. They do show a map of the island, and a large chunk of the island is labeled Island of Han yep. and then a small part of the top says like property of like the British Isles right <laughs> oh my right. god that's I, I question the, the, the Brits uh, acquisition of this island maybe that's a war crime maybe they so Jeremy un- is this your war uh, this <laughs> yeah, is your, sure. Jeremy your war crime yeah, yeah why not I, I your qu- war crime just to be clear is colonialism yeah <laughs> <laughs> fair I mean good one yeah. yeah I guess so I mean you know who, who knows if this was acquired uh, ethically or whatever oh it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> no I mean and since the British do reacquire it at the end of the right, movie exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. under somewhat questionable means yeah so there you go yeah, with top-down regime change. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, they, that's the other thing is that we kind of forget to mention this. Technically genocide. Yeah. Braithwaite does send in like his like army forces, which is a bunch of guys dressed up like Hapsaw Jim Duggan, but yeah. with helmets. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, they, and they get bottoms their, and light blue denim yeah. tops. And they get there like 20 minutes after yeah. the fighting's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, war crimes. The height of the waist. On everyone's pants. Fair. Absolutely. <laughs> All those pants deserve to be in the yeah, egg. That is absolutely unacceptable. You're right, Your there is that. buttons like right at your rib cage. I couldn't do that. I keep forgetting that there is that uh, clause in the Geneva Convention that was written by Tim Gunn that was just, make it work. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> no waists above the belly button, goobers. John, war crimes. Uh, I'm going to say the whole crux of the plot of the movie, which is an international human traffic ring operating sure. in this <laughs> island, that's no good and is sort of forgotten about halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, war crimes, something along those lines. My war crime is a world government sending one extrajudiciary assassin (laughs) to an island to single-handedly take it over for their country. Uh. I mean, to be fair, Han is basically running a banana republic. Sure. (laughs) And they've got great shirts there. But that doesn't mean... (laughs) That doesn't mean that it's wrong. They sent a one-man force to... Punch an island into <laughs> submission. And they make it pretty clear that this is not the first person they have sent into this island. Yeah, no, no they've yeah, been right. sending people for ages. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Jeremy, is Enter the Dragon an action movie? I mean, I, I got, I have to say yes. I mean, like, there's, there's, there is... A lot of action. There's a. I mean, I don't know. You know, if you want to mince like kung fu movie or something like with like action, like if you want to separate those. But I mean, it's action packed. A lot of fighting. A lot of deaths. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Jack, 
Yeah, I, well, I was thinking that. It's like this weird hybrid of like a sports uh, and fighting movie, like with martial arts, but also like a, a Moonraker type of, or like a 70s Bond movie. So yeah. it's like a hybrid yeah. of those two. It's like it's almost like Bruce Lee and like the creators of the movie felt that people couldn't quite stomach a martial arts movie on its own, <clears throat> so they had to throw in this plot of like the evil Bond villain with the, right. with the island. Right. Uh, so yeah, I would say it's an action movie. Uh, absolutely. John, is Enter the Dragon an action movie? Yep. Patrick! <laughs> is Enter the Dragon an action movie? Yes, absolutely. And I was going to uh, tag it on to what Jack said. The stealth sequences where Bruce Lee is like quietly sneaking around behind people and dodging guards is actually pretty great. Absolutely. Like, it's well shot yeah, and it's yeah. well done and there's a lot of other stuff in this movie and it's all great. Uh, finally, Mark, is this an action movie? It absolutely 100% is an action movie. Uh, this is probably the most... Well-known uh, kung fu movie uh, in the world, at least uh, of like I the first like on par with like Way of the Dragon, just because it's got that Chuck Norris fight in well, it. Sure, yeah. sure. I'm just like from that first wave of like kung fu movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like this is like B- Bruce Lee's uh, final like full film. Um, but yeah, definitely an action movie. Solid at that too. Really enjoyable. Uh, great score. All that other stuff. Uh, so that's going to be the uh, end here. Final reviews of Enter the Dragon. Jeremy. Yeah, I loved it. I, um, uh, I'm i not an action guy. Like I um... Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, You're wearing a Critter's shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing a Critter's shirt. Uh, I don't know, maybe this is the wrong time to ad- admit this, but I was thinking like this this movie is going to throw off my, my Netflix algorithm. <laughs> it's all like, you know, like... Reality shows or like uh, coming of age movies or whatever. Watching a lot of Terrace House, are you? (laughs) It's super good. It's all a lot of very attractive people being politely in love with each other. (laughs) Nice. Bake Off. You watching the Bake Off? I'm watching. uh, What's the what's nailed it? Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, nailed it's great. Yeah, Nicole Byer's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She's the tops. Yeah, good stuff. Patrick, final review. Enter the Dragon. Six out of five stars. It's a five-star movie, and it's got boobs. <laughs> Jack, final review of Enter the Dragon. Uh, I liked it. There's a lot of cool uh, gateway stuff. Um, you know, like, either it's a good gateway to Bruce Lee or, like, to Jim Kelly and, like, black exploitation movies. Um, I've seen Three the Hard Way. I want to see Black Belt Jones. So, like, uh, it, good. I would go back to other movies like this. John, it, final review. Yeah. Of I, Enter the Dragon. I get The movie it. we just watched. Exactly. Starring Bruce Lee. <laughs> Large. Priceless Golden Dragon statue. Oh! <laughs> Mark, final review of Enter the Dragon. I give it uh, one fake hand with a tuft of hair and three spikes coming out of it. Nice. <laughs> out of one fake hand with a tuft of hair and three spikes coming out of it. Perfect yeah, score. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. Once again, thank you so much to our amazing guests, Jack Swarkowski, Jeremy Dionisio of the Rain Delay Theater Podcast. Where can people find your podcast? Um, yeah, I mean, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, all those good places. And uh, you can find us at raindelaytheater.com. You guys have a website? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you can find oh, us on social media at raindelaypod, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Twitter. You guys oh, are on Instagram and Twitter? So I'm just going to write down uh, on a postcard, a 3 by 5 postcard. All we've got is like uh, SoundCloud and a post office box somewhere. Okay, we have a Twitter account. Do we? And a Facebook page. <laughs> they haven't been updated in close to a year. <laughs> Turns out that when you're the only person that does it, eventually you get sick of doing it. <laughs>
Mark, we're, you and me are going to have to talk after this. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Also, also, uh, the bots never respond to anything I post. Yeah. Damn those bots. They'll listen have you to tried the episodes. writing your posts in Cyrillic? Because I feel like... No, I think I've been, the problem is I've been putting them in wingdings. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts of Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts of Beer is Patrick, the Scorpion with Two Tails Bromley, John, Una Di Tropo, Rooney Taylor, and Mark, Wrong is Right Rosenthal. Special thanks to our guests, Jeremy, Running Scared Dionisio, and Jack, Blood Beach Swakowski. Please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google. I don't know wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.